I've just about had enough of you. For what use is such a plan? A man made out of tears! Overwhelming, am I not? Well, of course I exist. I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and subtongues. Dialects and subtongues. Hello, and welcome to episode two of 50 Years of Shit Robots with me, Matt Brown, and the man, the myth, the mystery, Stephen Murray. Hello. Uh, Now, Stephen, it's your premise that between the films Metropolis in 1927 and Star Wars in 1977, there were no good cinematic robots. And that's essentially what this podcast is all about, isn't it? Yep, they were all shit, whether they were on a TV, film, or serialisations. Everything. They were all mm. absolutely rubbish. Oh, but terrible. Because today uh, is Halloween, this podcast is being released on Halloween uh, 2022, we are going to sort of step out of our usual premise and look at robots that are scary and have scared us. And then the episode that we were going to release today, which is all about the first golden age of shit robots, uh, we're going to release later this week. Now, I'd say as well that for anybody for whom this is their first listening experience to this podcast, when we say robots, we mean robots, we mean androids, we mean cyborgs. We we probably at some point will mean AI as well. It's it's a big umbrella term, and I realise that's probably not, um, not to everyone's taste, but, you know... That's the way we roll. That's what we do. You're going to have to include ginoids. Ginoids? Yeah. What's a ginoid? It's the female version of an android. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Murray. Okay, so, Stephen Murray, you must have been frightened by robots in films, right? Yes. Um, it was Ash in Alien. That, that bawled me a googly robot-wise, and then it terrified me. I suppose it's hard to, to remember a time when you didn't know that he was... Uh, a robot do you know what I mean like in the, when you first watch the film you don't know that he's an android do you until no until it's all. until it's revealed yeah I suppose you could have guessed but no and also now we've we have spoken on this podcast before about Asimov's three laws the first law being a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm so Ash does Ash oh dear. Ash it fails on that one oh, massively uh, <laughs> the second law, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except, crucially, where such orders would conflict with the first law. So he fails on that one. He let the alien in. And then a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with first or second laws. So he fa- fails on all three. Yeah, yeah. Great. He didn't get his Asimov badge, did he? He did not get his Asimov badge. Okay, so Ash scared you. I'm going to say that as a kid, as the, the robot that scared me most was Maximilian from The Black Hole, which I found an absolutely terrifying film. I thought it was going to be sort of like a Star Wars-style romp from so Disney. So did Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out to be uh, something a little bit scarier. In fact, I've just watched the scene where uh, Maximilian kills off Anthony Perkins. Yeah, through a book. Yeah. He sort of like grinds his heart to, to death through a book. Um, and then there's a bit that I'd forgotten about at the end where the sort of mad scientist and Maximilian fuse together when they go into the black hole at the end of the film. And so you've got Maximilian who his eyes are just like a, a red sort of band of light 
but then when when he and the doctor fuse together you see eyes behind the mask and I can remember that sending shivers down my spine when I was I must have been about seven or eight when that film came out he was specifically designed to look like a demon to look like Satan for those end sequences because when they go through the black hole they have a massive religious experience and it's full of stained glass windows and then there's some very cheesy scenes of hell and then they focus in on Maximilian and the and the antagonist is inside Maximilian <laughs> That's scary. Okay, uh, so other other movie robots then uh, that are they're scary. So I was going to choose the gunslinger from Westworld, who arguably is the very first unstoppable it in films. And this is a premise in horror films and, and robot law where something just pursues you yeah. relentlessly. And everybody thinks that Michael Myers in Halloween was the first unstoppable it. Uh, and also he garners a kind of... Uh, a supernatural element to him because because he gets shot, he gets stabbed in the eye, falls off a balcony, he still gets up and, and wanders around. But in Yul Brynner's portrayal as the gunslinger, he's obviously a, a robot. Uh, and again, he's he's burnt, he's knocked over, he's, he's um, thrown acid uh, and eventually does eventually stop. But there's never any explanation in that film of why he's pursuing him so relentlessly. But I like that. Because that reminds yeah. me of my favourite uh, Shakespeare villain, Iago oh. from Othello, who, when he's asked at the end why he has sort of created this madness and this sort of uh, conjured this situation where you know people have died through through jealousy that shouldn't be there, he says essentially, "I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to tell you nothing about my motivation." <laughs> and uh, I've always really liked that. So I quite like it when you you don't have a a reason for it. I think that's almost scarier because it makes no sense, does it? The other, the other robot I would love to talk about, or the robots I'd love to talk about that you suggested are from the film Halloween Three, mm. Season of the Witch. It's really interesting because they wanted to do with Halloween Season of the Witch, which is the third one in the Halloween franchise, but they wanted to do something totally different and make it the rest of the films like episodes like the twilight zone so after they did it did bomb so after that they went back to the franchise yeah because i've only seen the trailer for um halloween 3 and I, I saw a few clips actually of the robots and it was surprising that um michael myers doesn't play a part in the way that he plays a part no. in in halloween 1 and halloween 2 not at all and that was what you were saying you were saying that they wanted to do something slightly different with this yep. And they brought in a writer from England called Nigel Neal, who was a British sci-fi writer who gave the world Quatermass and gave the world really gigantic ideas within science fiction that almost scared people into never using them ever again. They didn't actually end up using his script, but elements of what he put in there are definitely there because he does like a bit of folk horror. So the, the plot of the film is that somebody steals one of the um, stones from Stonehenge takes tiny little bits out of it and puts them in these little discs that go on masks and then on Halloween he's going to kill all the children in America. That, that's that. But his 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 toy factory is entirely populated with, with uh, androids, robots. So the main star and his sidekick, which is, which is Ellie Grimbridge, break in. She gets captured. He eventually leaves, finds her, leaves, and then he blows the place up in a way that's 
quite interesting. And then when he's driving away with Ellie, she turns out to be has been replaced by an android. And then there's this fight in the car. Her arm comes off, her head comes off, uh, and and then he drives away. And and the scene is just preposterous because she keeps coming back. Amazing. I haven't seen the full Halloween 3 film, Season of the Witch, I'll be honest with you, but I did watch some clips on on YouTube when you said you were going to be picking it. And there's a brilliant fight sequence between uh, a man who is, I guess, the hero of the film, uh, and he's he's fighting one of the androids. Uh, and uh, so he, he p- gives him a couple of punches and the, the android just shakes off the punch and he reali- the, the hero realises in trouble. So they cr- cr- crumple some cardboard boxes in a fight. The hero then dispatches the android by punching him in the stomach. So we know that he's already can, can take a punch, this robot, but then oh, yes. he punches him in the stomach. His hand goes through the robot into the insides of the robot and he pulls out the, pulls out the wires of the robot and all this kind of yellow goop comes out. Um, so I thought that that was a bit of a, a bit of a shit robot. <laughs> oh God, yeah, they are shit. <laughs> they're quite menacing to begin with, but then when you realise that you know they they're quite easy to vanquish. Yeah, that's fine. You just need to hit him in the stomach. Yeah, exactly. That's their Achilles heel. Their Achilles tummy. Achilles stomach. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that Halloween three didn't do very well at the box office no i mean it didn't it... well it so 1982 that came out which was uh, john carpenter was producer and then also john carpenter's the thing came out that year yeah. along with tron blade runner star trek to the wrath of khan dark crystal et conan the light uh, the barbarian conan the first... librarian conan the librarian <laughs> first blood Grease 2, Creepshow, 48 Hours, and a whole slew of other films. It doesn't matter when you brought your film out, you were going to be up again one of those. Yeah. Okay, now I did put out on Twitter earlier on uh, a call for people to submit their sort of scariest robots from films. Um, Now, obviously, a lot of people have basically gone for for robots that they watched the films when they were kids. Um, And so that's why they were frightened. A bit like me with Maximilian, I think, from the black hole but i love some of these so should we go through them yeah sure david said as tweeted to say that uh proteus 4 from demon seed okay yeah was one that really frightened him um or the robot from saturn 3 which i i that really rings true with me because saturn 3 was, was i absolutely was terrified although having look looking back at it that might have something to do with was it is it is kirk douglas in that film Kirk Douglas is in it, and there's, there's some, and Harvey there's, Keitel, Harvey Keitel, and Farrah Fawcett Majors. But doesn't one of them just wear that? Isn't just one of them in their pants quite a lot? But D- Douglas, oh, yes, he's very proud of his body, and, <laughs> and rightly so, because he was he was sixty four when he made that film, and uh, and he's jumping in and out of bed with Farrah Fawcett Majors, and he there is there's a fight between him and Harvey Keitel, and he's naked. Yeah, maybe that was what's. Uh... I think that would be the disturbed. Maybe that's, that's the thing that disturbed me. That. Hector's a pussycat compared to that scene. <laughs> okay, so we've had that one. We also had, um, I thought this was great, this call from De- from Daniel, who said, when the woman at the end of Superman 3 gets turned into a robot. I remember. I do remember it. Was that Robert Vaughan as well? Yeah. The voice of Proteus. I, 
that feels like that that woman does get turned into a into an android in that film. I think that's. Yeah. I think I think that's a. And it is. It is very freaky. I'd say it's very witchy. It is quite witchy. Yeah, that's a very good shout, Daniel. Thank you for sending that to us. <laughs> then, last but not least, I thought this was lovely from Louise, who says, "Not a movie, but the fembots from the Bionic Woman when their faces come off." She she sent me a photo, a, a picture of it, but, and it is t- it's terrifying. <laughs> Oh hey, wow! Can you, see, can you see that? That's an advance. <laughs> it's amazing. So, so what you've got is you've got like um, a, a woman's head, but where her face is has been peeled away, and uh, you've just got circuitry and but two eyeballs <laughs> shoved in the middle of it, and a speaker for a bow. <laughs> so yeah, I can see why that would be absolutely terrifying so but thank you very much um to anyone who sent in suggestions for robots that terrify them and don't forget if you do want to chat to us very simply uh, we are at 50 y s o r on twitter that's at f i f t y y o s r uh so you can get in touch with us via twitter if you want to we would love to hear from you if you want to tell us about robots that frightened you or or shit robots that you've loved or if you want to say to us oi why don't you uh, do an episode about this robot? Uh, then do let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so that is it for our special Halloween robot edition. Um, there will be a sort of normal episode that we'll put out later this week. So two episodes for the price of one on this Halloween night. Don't have nightmares tonight um, unless uh, like a massive robot is like in your room. Um, faceless fembots faceless fembot oh I'd love a faceless fembot in my bedroom (laughs) Uh, so we'll see you on the next thrilling episode of 50 years of shit robots until that time when we meet again goodbye goodbye it's structural perfection is matched only by its hostility